Welcome to the world's best conversation. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about setting goals you would want to achieve. Nice. And this is the uh, second part of a four-part series on See It Becoming. And in the last episode, what we talked about, we talked about seriously, what do you want? So how do you figure out what it is that you want? And how do you start to, you know, picture that and take steps to get towards that, that end goal? Because in order to become something and to see it, you have to at least know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You have to know what the future holds for you. Mm-hmm. And no one can predict the future, but at least if you have some idea of what that looks like, then you won't be pushed and pulled by everyone else, and then you can make progress. And so now, we get into the fun part, which is setting goals that you want to achieve. I really like this title, and the reason I really like this title is because the biggest problem that I have personally with goal setting and the biggest problem I've seen with you know, people I know from goal setting is that you set yourself these really kind of like big, sort of like, you know, what they call big, hairy, audacious goals or, you know, these mammoth challenges, which are great, but most people don't actually want to put in the work to get there yes. because, one, they're really hard, but two, they seem so far away. They seem like, you know, you start from nothing. Say, right now, your goal is to um, create a podcast that gets one million downloads. But you're starting from zero, right? It's like, whoa, that's, that's, it's achievable. Don't get me wrong. But where do you go? How do you take steps forward? I mean, how do you even measure success? Because, yeah, you can go from 0 to 20, but 0 to 20 is 990 whatever thousand away from where you want to be. So... When it comes to setting goals that you want to achieve, I suppose the best place to start is to ask yourself, how do you even set a goal in the first place? How do you even start to get to a place of, well, I can kind of see where I want to be in the future. Like, how do I set goals around that now? Yeah. Well, I guess that, like, it's also about, here's what I want to be so, so big, like you said, that like, it could be a one million download podcast, right? And in a way, it's almost, you don't really know how to take action to get there. So what you want to do is break it down into milestones. And those don't need to be proportional. It doesn't need to be a quarter, a quarter, quarter. It can be, well, now I want to be, I'm going to do 100 of that. And then when I do that, then I'm going to move on to, you know, 10x that. So really have a milestone that is, that will take you closer to that goal, but in a proportionate way, yeah, in, in a proportionate way. And, you know, bear in mind, that going from zero episodes or zero followers to 100, the difference is, is infinite, infinite percent. When you get to 100 to 100,000, the difference is only 99,900. So getting started is the most important thing. But then sometimes, you know, like the techniques and the actions you have to do to get to the first milestone, maybe 100, 100,000, very different from what you have to do to get to 100 to 100,000. So you really break it down into um, milestones. It's a great way to make it actionable and also like see that you are making progress, you know, just get like I'm showing up, but I'm so proud of my goal. Yeah, yeah. I really like the, the example you gave from, you know, not to what 100 is like, it's exponential. Yeah. So you can't physically quantify it. Yeah. It's nuts, right? But after that, it's like, hey, actually now you can say this is like 100% more, 200% more, 300% more. You know, the snowball starts to roll down the hill and, you know, and this is it. People forget that. You know, you move from 0 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 4, 4 to 8. And um, most people just look at the, look at everyone who's had, you know, and I've been guilty of this myself in the past before. You look at people who have the end result and you forget that actually they started from nothing. 
you know, at some point they were zero as well, just because they're at 240 now, or they're, you know, they have half a million X, Y, Z, or whatever, whatever it is you're measuring. At some point they were, they were exactly like you. They weren't doing fantastic things. They weren't at this, you know, incredible level of success that you see today. One thing I love to do, and um, when it comes to, you know, say you see an ambitious goal, and you start to reverse engineer the process a little bit, like you said. One thing I like to do, especially if you can see people have taken the steps to get what you want before you, is to just look at where they were, say, a few years back. So YouTube is really fun for this. So find your favorite YouTuber, and then sort their videos by oldest first. Nice. Yeah, and so a lot of YouTubers delete their oldest videos because some of them are really cringeworthy. But the ones that, you know, aren't perfectionists, you know, the ones who are happy to be like, whatever, it doesn't matter now, which is the way it should be, really. I mean, who cares what happened five years ago? Um, you'll see where they were and what they were doing. And if they're a fitness personality, they, were, they didn't look anything similar to what they do now. And if they were a businessman or businesswoman, they didn't have the same level of success that they have now. And if they're just generally interesting, charismatic people, they were not interesting, charismatic people five years ago. They were people with a camera that wanted to do something instead of, well, you know, fuck it. Yeah. We're going to put some time away to figure out what it looks like. Let's get started and let's, you know, take those small incremental progressive steps. Yeah. I recently um, loaded a picture of myself pre, before I um, got back in control of my fitness and my health. I had this like, date after my, my first business and, and, and before that I was in a job I, I didn't like where I started my, my first business and kind of my fitness went down. I think I've seen that like, picture that, that looks like Matt after the great family. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and I, I looked at that picture and I was like, wow, that guy, you know, like, he was really starting from scratch. It didn't look great at all. But in a way, I also had a lot of respect for that guy. I have a lot of respect for that guy right now because it's easier for me to now to go like, you know what, I'm going to set a big fitness goal for, for myself or I want to get to the next level or whatever because I've already done it and I know I can do it. But at that point, I had no results and I had to go, you know what, I believe that sometimes I'm going to do it. And I owe a lot to the person. So the point of this is, you know, whatever you are starting, know that starting is the most difficult part. So going again, like small increments are so important and you have to celebrate those more than getting to the end goal. Because again, like if you want to get to, you know, in, in any area, if you want to go from say a hundred to a thousand, you really have the resources, the expertise, uh, the confidence, the lessons that got into 100, just have to tax it, right? But to go to 0 to 10, you haven't got anything. You don't have anything. So every time you go up one, whatever that is, one measure, one metric, one win, just really celebrate that because it's worth so much more than um, your future ones. Yes, I like that. So when it comes to celebration, like how do you feel about rewarding yourself for hitting milestones? Really interesting one here, um, and this is really paradoxical is you say you've been on a diet eight weeks and you go fantastic so what you do is when you hit hit your your i don't know your goal weight or your goal time frame whatever it is like it's pretty relevant you just feast you go you go i'm gonna go absolutely nuts for one day now fine but how do you feel about those kinds of rewards like what would you say is a good way of rewarding yourself what would you say is a good way of you know once you hit that milestone saying, yes, this is how I'm going to celebrate it. 
because sometimes counterintuitively the celebration can be a little bit like oh well actually what i've done is i've ruined the work in the process now the fitness one that i'm giving like the diet one i'm giving as an example there you know i'm all for it however what happens if you're say you know the kind of person who's decided that actually i'm going to quit drinking mm-hmm. eight weeks in you go i've done got eight weeks without drinking i'm going to celebrate by you know going out going out on the lash you know how do you, what, where, where does it come from, like rewards and milestones? How do you feel about that? And what does that look like? Well, I would say, is it coming from a place of lack, of the privateness of this? And so now it's time to um, go all out and do it. To me, that's a little bit like the weekend mentality where um, it's okay to do something I don't like Monday to Friday, as long as I go all out uh, Saturday and Sunday. And it kind of keeps you stuck when you don't want to be. Right, so if you don't want to work on your fitness or you don't want to change your lifestyle, then don't do it. Right, so if it comes from that place, it's just telling you that you're working on something that you don't want to do. Maybe you're doing it externally. In the fitness case, maybe it's because you want to get cut for summer, and we talked about this in yeah. the beginning of episode, and you're doing it with someone else, you're not really interested in it. So, to be honest, that's saying you're not that interested in it, right? Um, but if it's coming from a place of actually, I'm enjoying this journey. You know, this is something I really want to do. Um, I really want to get fitter. I really want to um, change my mindset. I really want to change my habits. Um, sometimes letting go of a grip actually reinforces that that, that grip um, on things because you really want it. So if it's something internal, it's not something that you're struggling with. You're just getting like, you know, what I actually want is to work on my diet, work on my fitness, get better, get the end result. Um, and so I'm passionate about the process, but you know, I can show myself that it's okay to do something different for, for, for a day. Um, and that's kind of like a bit of a, an experiment or a game rather than, ah, oh, finally I've been waiting for this for, you know, for a month. Yeah. yeah. Then it's fine. You know, if what you want is what you're taking a break from, just, you know, just to make things a little bit easier, I think that's fine. But if you're actually, if, if you're struggling through the whole process and what you actually want is the break, then you have a problem. And actually, it's just telling you that maybe you're working on the wrong things or for the wrong reasons. Again, it could be externally driven rather than internally driven. That's interesting. I like that. And um, you know, it's almost like the, uh, you don't really know happy without being sad. You don't really know cold without being hot. Yes. It's almost the same sort of thing being like, yeah, uh, for the lack, hopefully without being accused of being workaholic, it's like, you know, you give me a weekend off, and I'm a little bit like, oh, I'm a bit shaky afterwards. Not because I haven't enjoyed the time, uh, the time away or whatever I've been doing, but because you know I genuinely really enjoy what I'm doing yeah. in the process. So the comparison is like, yeah, this was great, but it's not something that I want to do exactly. on a full time basis. Like, I don't want to, you know, relax. I don't want to laze around. I want to focus on these things, work on the things that I care about. And it doesn't mean you can't enjoy a weekend off. Absolutely. Like, recently, you took a couple of days off. We had no laptops. Yeah. Good time, right? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I'm sure the both of us on Monday were like, wow, that's great. I'm back to what I wanted to do. It doesn't mean that one is bad and one is good. It's just like, oh, this is what I actually want to do. It's not, um, not because I have to or externally driven. Yes, yeah, which is a really good way of looking at it. So when we come back to the topic of how do we, you know, how to set goals that you actually want to achieve, what I really like that we've kind of like tapped into here is the idea that, yeah, you've done the hard work of being like, okay, well, seriously, what do you want? You've identified what that looks like. You've now you know, given yourself a nice visualization to the future, and you've now said, Look, this is what I want in the future. It's big, it's ambitious, it's going to take a lot of work. Maybe I'm starting from zero, maybe I've got a little bit of, in terms of resources already, um, but still, it's a, it's a long way away. 
what I really like the idea of, especially from what we've said, is actually like rather than set yourself in, in you know nice incremental goals, set yourself really small goals to begin with, like really small goals that maybe last two to four weeks, yeah. or maybe four, like maximum say twelve weeks, because then. Like not only do you get the essentially exposure therapy, you get to dive in, see what it feels like, see how you cope with it. Um, you get to see if it's something you that you genuinely not only really want based on what you defined previously, but how much of an impact you can make. Like whether or not you know the goal that you've created for yourself in the future is perhaps like too big. But more than that, the idea that you know if you have to reward yourself in a really like negative, counterintuitive way afterwards, then maybe. What you're doing right now is like, you know, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for someone else rather than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about what you just said as well, um, set like really small goals in, in the beginning. Which again, like, like we were saying, it's actually a big leap forward because you're starting from zero, maybe in a small base. Um, it's also the fact that sometimes, like, we would never go to a, a gym and we will have an exercise in 10 years. And want to go for the first time and squat 400 pounds. You'd never do that, right? Because you know you'd injure yourself, you'd never get back again. When it comes to things that are more um, kind of have to do with the mind or softer skills, even like showing up at the gym, we kind of go all in. We do the same, but we don't think the same thing applies. So we say, like, okay, I'm going to go from zero to five times a week. And it's not going to work. Or you say, like, okay, I'm going to go from my zero podcast. Do I want to get a thousand downloads in a month? Again, it's not going to work, and you don't know how to get there, but also you need to get used to it. So break it down into smaller milestones, smaller actions, get there, and then move on. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. In fact, kind of what we're touching on here is habits. Yes. Like, how can you create small habits that are going to automatically guide you towards success? Because a lot of what you see and what you become in the future is based on those habits. You know, if you're the kind of person who currently has a bit of a scare, scarcity mindset, and you're, you know, essentially you're playing not to lose, yeah. that's a problem because if you've got big ambitious goals, you have to play to win, yeah. which means that you're going to have to take risks, you're going to have to, you know, expose yourself to things that you wouldn't want to be exposed to. When you go to, when, if you're a professional footballer or even an amateur footballer, you're, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes. And some of the ones you have to take are ridiculous. Like you may be like 40, 50 yards out, but if that's the best shot that you have in that given moment, take it. Because you've got nothing to lose, but it's almost like you know. If you, and, but that's a playing to win mentality. It's not playing to lose mentality. So you know, there's certain things that you're going to have to do to change your habits, identify how you think, and just you know, be willing to rewrite write things slowly. Like the gym example is a really good one. If you've never been to the gym yet, show up. Like, even if you show up to begin with for 10, 15 minutes, if that sticks, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because in 10, 15 minutes over the course of say 12 weeks, will quite happily become 30 minutes. If you do that three times a week for 12 weeks, you adapt to it. You want to do it. You, you know, everything is kind of gross in the human body. And so it doesn't matter if you're you know, deciding that you're going to walk 10,000 steps a day or even just spend less time sitting. If you spend less time sitting, you're going to become better at not sitting. If you spend all of your time sitting, you're going to become really good at sitting. The body doesn't really know what's good for it and what's bad for it. It's agnostic. So, the idea is that you create the habits that will get you towards where you want to be. I mean, for some people, sitting might be beneficial because if you're the kind of person that, you know, life revolves around being in front of a computer for the next 25 years and you say, look, I'm willing to make the sacrifices for my posture. As far as I'm concerned, if you need to be an elite athlete at sitting, fine, like, do it. 
Right? But you know, for most of us, that's not the case, and most of us don't want that. But we see what the difference is between good and bad here. So I really like the idea of not only creating those incremental, very small goals, and then you know, having very nice lean timeframes around them. It's not kind of like the habits around it as well, you know, being able to say, these are the habits that will guide me towards that, these are the habits that will make everything a little bit more long-term, and, um, you know, will help me set, set, set these actions and help me achieve the goals that I actually want to achieve. Yeah, and this season, limited to, to limit this, we're actually going to have a deep dive uh, into habits in a future episode. So, but habits are so important to actually take action on autopilot almost, so you don't have to choose um, oh, do you do this, do you do that, but the positive decision and making progress becomes automated, which is so important. Absolutely. But yeah, sticking back on the topic of, you know, how to set goals you want to achieve. So, so far we've got the idea of, you know, start by obviously, you know, asking yourself what you want. We talked about that in the last episode, like seriously, what do you want? What does that look like? You know, looking at how you would essentially like goalify that, in five years. Actually, that's an really interesting thing that we've, talked, that we've touched on, because we've touched on, yeah, you've got these big five-year goals, but how would you set those? You know, there's all sorts of frameworks, like SMART and everything else, it's like, but what does a good goal look like? What does, what does a, you know, how do you set some, a goal that you can at least measure or see if you're making progress towards? Because yeah, we can, you know, you can say that in five years, you don't want to be someone that does X, right? And that could be a really, really good goal for you. You know, you can usually say in five years, I want to be, you know, the CEO, the deal maker. But how do you quantify that? How do you start? Because that's the only way to start breaking that down into, you know, these um, very small incremental goals where you can reward yourself, set habits, do all the hard work. Like, how, what is a good goal in your eyes? And uh, does it have to have a number tied to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, so I'd say the three non-negotiables are, uh, you need to know exactly what's Responsibility, and most of the time, will be you. But it doesn't have to be a certain goal that involves other people, involves your team, or whatever. Right? Is that responsibility shared? Is it on you? Just you know, be clear on that. Um, a timeline or a deadline. You know, know when needs to happen. Right? Because again, I want to double my business in a year. That's great. I want to double my business in a hundred years. That's probably worse than inflation. Um, and then you want it to be measurable. So you want to know whether you are making progress or not. Right? And sometimes there are goals that are a little bit, they're a little bit, they're not as, um, well, it's more difficult to attach a number to, to them. Like you were saying, I'm going to be a great deal maker. Fine. But what does that kind of person do? What are they able to achieve? What are they able to do on a, maybe on a monthly basis or a weekly basis, right? And so you use that as a way to measure whether you're getting closer or not. Nice. No, yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and I like the idea that let's pretend that it's not something as simple as, hey, I want 500,000 million podcast downloads. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, I want to be a deal maker, I want to be the guy, the guy or gal that, you know, makes, makes deals, closes things as a CEO. The premise is, you're right, what, what do they do? Like, where, where do you start from there? If you were saying that, right, okay, you are the CEO now, what actions do you have to take? Like, what would be the first few steps that you know you'd expect any CEO to be able to do? Yeah. If that's the, if you're the, that means being able to pick up the phone and make some cold calls, well, you already have your first goal, right? Yeah. Like next week, make five cold calls. Like by the end of the quarter, close one deal from like cold calls, that kind of thing. And and uh, but that's quite fun because that's a really hard goal. I think for most people, especially that aren't natural born salespeople. Making a cold call is a big challenge. Like, you know, you're going to start it, you're going to be scared for your first few. Um, and 
you know, while most people say, yes, I want to make deals, that's going to be really, really, really hard for them. So what, what advice would you give in order to kind of, you know, we've talked about incentives, we've talked about, you know, motivation and making things really small. You can't make a cold call any smaller than picking up the phone and doing a cold call. So how would you, you know, keep someone on track when they're like, look, this is what I want, but this is so hard and it's something that, you know, I'm just not sure I can do. Like, pretend that I'm a 500 pound person and you ask me to go to the gym. I know I don't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to be overweight. I know it hurts and I'll do anything I can. But honestly, walking down the stairs, I'm exhausted. This is the same kind of mentality here. It's like, I'm an introvert, I know I need to make cold calls, it hurts. But what advice would you give me? Well, I would say you can actually make it smaller. Um, it makes me think about two examples. Um, one that can apply to, to cold calls is, um, I had a chat with a couple of people that wanted to create content online, but I am too scared to, to actually do it. And I just said, go through the motions. Keep, if you want to write, write every week. Do it like, okay. you know, just set, set a goal and say, I'm going to publish every Thursday, it's fine. You don't have to publish it and show it to anyone, just save it in, in Evernote. And, you know, make that so that actually going through the motions becomes second nature. And then the obstacle is no longer creating and publishing, it just becomes publishing. And then you can do that when you're more, more comfortable when you set it to 10 people instead of, you know, just, just put it on Medium or YouTube or whatever that is. You can do it then, you know, that's the next step. So you just break it down step by step. And the other example uh, that, that, that comes to mind is uh, Sister Madonna, I think. She's like, okay. she was like in a, a Nike ad. And she's, she's in her 90s that she runs at Ironman. Um, and um, and, and uh, she started as, she was quite fat and, and overweight. And I remember that her story was like she started uh, running around the block. And then over time it came like two blocks, three blocks, and then now she runs at Ironman races. Um, which is great. So I would say, you know, do that even with sales calls. You don't want to talk to, to people, that's fine. Just pick up the phone, want to say hello, hung up. Or maybe, you know, you call a friend and you have a cold call with them. Just go through the, the motion and just know what to say. Uh, do it in front of the mirror. Just get used to those small things so that you reduce as many variables as possible. And it's just like, you know, when I say, if you don't feel like, if you said that, okay, I'm gonna train three times a week, every time, right? And there's one time where it's a Sunday, but you train twice, when you told yourself you're gonna do it three times. If you don't feel like you're, you're tired, you haven't slept, whatever, all I say is, get changed, get to the gym, do one push-up, go home, and that's fine. But go through the motions and keep doing it, and keep like, showing up, and I think that that's, that's really important. Nice. Kind of start. So no excuses, you can always make it smaller. Yes, yeah. I like that. And especially around the idea of, you know, let's say something as simple as fitness. Fitness is really easy to quantify. Yeah. It could be as simple as, look, your goal is to learn to do 100 push-ups and start one. If you have to, and if one eventually becomes two, that's fine. At that stage, it's like, you're the only one that sets how, you know, who, whose effort sets how quickly you progress. It's like, as long as you expect the results based on how quickly, you're, uh, how much effort you put in, that's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're the, if you're walking around the block, that's that's good. Like when you walk around the block twice, two, three, four, five, ten, ten times, and you run around it once, that's absolutely fine. So like, be realistic with yourself, right? Yes. Like, you know, it's gonna take a little bit longer, but that's fine because at least you're still making progress. Yeah. I think that that's that's the best analogy to use here is that you're still making progress. Yeah. What I'd like to caveat that with is just don't say yourself short, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that really underestimate what they can do when you know. 
of course make things smaller, of course, you know, do, do everything you have to do. There's a lot of people that, you know, they do sell themselves, sure. There's a lot of people who say, actually, no, I'm going to start here, I'm going to be really small and incremental. It's like, yeah, but you're sending yourself small because you already know you can do that. It's like, that's a fear talking. That's not necessarily, you know. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I would say, go with a more complex, small goals. And if you really can't do it, then make it down. Don't really come first. Uh, and then kind of suck them as small as they can, because otherwise you are going to stay short, for sure. Yeah, I love that caveat a lot. Absolutely. So, setting goals you want to achieve. So, so far we have, obviously, again, see yourself in the future. Yeah. Um, set yourself something where you're able to, and then, you know, say it's three to five years from now, set yourself goals based on actions that you can take, um, actions which are measurable, and actions to stretch yourself. And then, you know, break them down. Break them down into really, really small goals that you can, like, you know, push yourself to achieve on a weekly basis, monthly basis, you know, quarterly basis. And then, you know, as long as you're always working towards that big end goal in the future, and realistically, it's like, you know, as long as you put the work in, you're going to hit those timelines, it's fantastic. Uh, if it goes too challenging, make it smaller. Like, it can become smaller, and any progress is better than no progress. What would you say is, the the last missing part of that puzzle because for me it sounds like yeah okay i've heard this before i've heard the idea of yeah okay what do i like i see all of this stuff in the future yeah okay i've set myself three to five year goals i've now broken them down and i see what next week looks like i've been here before and it hasn't stuck what's that last little bit what's the what's essentially the, the little spice yeah that's going to make sure it's like well now this is the goal that you want to achieve what comes to mind is keep track of progress. Um, a great example is in fitness, your baseline keeps changing. Like you look in the mirror and you always look the same, but other people go like, why do you look different? And you're not going, right? And it's like seeing a child work. Their parents never notice, right? But if you're a friend of the family or an uncle and you see the child every couple of months, you go, wow, you grow so much, right? And in the child itself, I don't know. Because you know when you see when you see yourself all, all the time, you don't appreciate that growth, that progress, right? So if you keep track of that, again in fitness, it could be take a photo every Saturday. If it's like um, your YouTube account, maybe take a snapshot or or how I look about it. What did the video look like a month ago, a year ago? Um, and that will make you. It will show you how much progress you have made. Which will make it like, well, I'm so invested in this and I have made progress, so I will make more in the future. And remember, it's exponential. So, whatever you achieve so far will help you achieve more in the future, so you'll go faster, right? Um, and I think that's really, really important. And again, if you can share it with other people, um, even better if they do it with you or in parallel uh, to you. But also, if you can show it to other people, other people can help you spot that progress. And, and bear in mind that, again, this is really important to me, but like, whatever I choose to do is teaching a message to other people around me, myself included. And so that makes it bigger than, than you are. And um, I find it really motivating sometimes. What would you say to that? Ooh, I like all that. I mean, to be honest, one of the biggest things I find is a problem for not only myself, but for other people I speak to is almost that progress picture analogy. The idea is that, you know, we always look back, we rarely look back actually, we rarely look back at where we were to where we are now. Yeah. You know, no one is the same. No one is the same person that they were 10 years ago. 
and for good for better or worse there's been like you know progress in some way or different directions and like i said the body is agnostic the mind is agnostic it doesn't know understand what good or bad is it's like you define that and so every time we take action it's kind of like growth in that sense so i really like the idea of the progress picture and but more than just reflection just be able to look back and say okay look yeah it's been two weeks you set yourself this goal you haven't achieved it you've made things smaller and things have been tricky to stick but two weeks ago you weren't the kind of person that would have attempted to do this you weren't the kind of person that would have you know put effort in towards this so already in those two weeks you've made progress like setting goals you want to achieve is going to reflect and be able to look back and say actually like yeah okay i've missed the mark but it doesn't necessarily matter right now because even though you've missed the mark you now learned a lot of lessons to help you move forward and to get the results that you want and you know, you've changed. And it doesn't matter if it's been 24 hours. It's eight, 24 hours can make a big difference for a lot of people. And um, I know I've made you know, all sorts of life-changing decisions in 24 hours that overcome all sorts of thought patterns. And yeah, I mean, there's been productive years of work, but the realization has happened in 24 hours. And um, so, yeah, I like the analogy there of the best, in fact, you know, if we were to summarize everything now, it's almost like start with a progress picture so look at where you are now, like, and almost like uh, bookend it, put bookmarking it. Like if it's physical, take a picture. If it's, uh, you know, uh, goals which are based around performance, the career goals, like mental goals, write everything down and say, I'm here right now, this is who I am, this is how I think. Then obviously, now that you know what you want, picture those things, write those goals, like, you know, who, what are the goals that you need to achieve to have that life that you want to achieve, break those down, make them incremental, you know, even if it's as simple as actually breaking those down really hard, what what's the actions you can take in the next two, four, twelve weeks to make progress. And then you have that bookmark, that sort of a progress picture, look back every two weeks, look back every seven days if you need to, and just ask yourself, well actually like how much have I changed? How much progress have I made? Because there's a good chance no matter who you are, uh, how ambitious the goals you set yourself are, and whether or not you've achieved them, God help me like You've done a lot in those seven days. Yeah. Things have happened. You've learned a lot. Yeah. Like it's all progress. And if you are moving forward, when you look back, that person that actually got you to your new level was weaker than you are now. They didn't have the results, the confidence, and the experience they have right now. So if they did it seven days ago, seven years ago, and on it was that you started, now it's even easier, right? So really being able to look back and appreciate that, that progress, that moving forward, is also important that you can increase your increments. Nice, I like that. So, we're, I think it's a good place to leave it there. Yes. Yeah, we've rounded this off nicely. Um, we'll just be repeating ourselves always. But um, I guess that, you know, what, what would be really great to hear from the listeners is what are your next incremental steps forward? What's the next action? Yeah, what are the next actions that you can take to start, you know, achieving those goals? And, you know, what does your current bookmark look like? What is your progress picture right now? You know, if, you, if you're, if you decided that you're going to run, you know, 10, 10 kilometers a week, like, what does that look like for you right now? How much, how much are you running? Like, where is your, your starting point? Tell us a little bit about, about that. Tell us about your next action and your next steps. And then again, if there's anything we can do to help or, you know, nudge you in the right direction, more than happy to do so. Yeah, leave a comment, get in touch. And if you enjoyed this, subscribe to the podcast. And we'll see you in the next episode. Absolutely. Uh, the next episode will be part three of our four part series on See It, Become It. So, until next time.